0: This podcast is brought to you by Feel Good Omega H+. The H is for you, the human, and the plus is to emphasize our goal of helping you achieve healthier and longer life. Feel Good Omega is our first product in the new human line. Why human line? Because dogs need healthy, happy, and mobile people to go out on adventures with. And if you don't have a dog in your life, you deserve to enjoy a healthy body and sharp mind too. I've been taking omega-3s for many years now, but if you are currently not taking them, it may be worth knowing that they are essential and the body cannot make them. Because of the impact of civilization on our food, it would be hard to come across someone who does not need omega-3s as a supplement. Omega-3s are essential to cell repair of the whole body and the organs. They support good memory, brain and nerve function. They reduce inflammation throughout the body without side effects. Omega-3s help cell repair, skin healing and prevent organ disease. They will also make your skin radiant, healthy and hair shiny. Feelgood Omega is essential to maintain heart health, which is obviously very important. In addition, as every product in our lineup, we've meticulously searched for the best ingredients to ensure that the product is top quality, free of toxins and heavy metals, and is also gentle on the planet. Feelgood Omega H Plus is free of GMO, dimethyl sulfate, and we use no methyl alcohol in the extraction process. It is also packaged in glass, which is super important for you and also for the planet. Don't miss out on feeling good. Check out Feel Good Omega H Plus at feelgoodomega-h.com. Again, the website is feelgoodomega-h.com. Hello my friends, hello my dog lovers, hello everyone, Uh, this is Dr. Peter Tobias and you're listening to Know Just About Dogs. In the last few weeks I had a little more time to go through the mailbox and many of you are asking how to switch dogs to raw, uh, whether it has to be done suddenly or slowly. And I just decided to kind of clarify this issue because so many of you are wondering and asking. If you are still feeding kibble, I gather you have your own reasons and I don't want you to feel bad. At the same time, if you intuitively feel that diet as nature intended makes more sense than heavily processed food, I would love you to give it a try. But before we dive right into this uh, topic of switching, let's take a look at human nutrition and health. We live in times where many people are trying to eat healthier and wholesome food. And it seems that people are having a little easier time switching to foods that are healthier. But what I have seen as well is that many people restrict, for example, whole fruit intake because they are concerned about the sugar contained from fruit. But fruit is actually not a common cause of weight gain. Most whole food contains a lot of water and fiber, which is helpful in preventing the high glucose surge in the body that occurs when we eat things like candy, white flour, baked goods, sugary soda, or even fruit juice that is missing the whole food component in fiber. But getting back to switching puppies and adult dogs to raw food. I often hear new puppy parents say that the breeder told them to keep their puppy on kibble to provide complete nutrition or to make sure that their puppy doesn't get digestive upset. Such concerns are not only unfounded, in fact, it's quite the opposite as I have seen hip dysplasia, elbow dysplasia and other bone and cartilage deformities occurring mainly in puppies fed kibble. Processed food is about 10 times as calorie dense as raw food which means that puppies consume a greater number of calories per feeding. This unnaturally high caloric intake combined with species inappropriate ingredients such as grain leads to fast growth and weaker bones and joints. This situation can be actually compared to over fertilizing a plant which will make it grow tall but structurally weak. Some people may object that hip dysplasia and other bone and joint deformities are the result of genetics, but this isn't exactly correct. Genes are only a small part in the evolution of these problems. It is epigenetics, the non-DNA factors that play a role, such as species-inappropriate food, excessive calorie density, and nutrient deficiencies that make a huge difference. But there is good news for you if you feed kibble and want to switch. It is super easy. If you have been thinking about switching your puppy to a raw diet or your adult dog to a raw diet, you can do it as soon as they start eating solid food. If you are a breeder, you can give puppies raw blended meat and vegetables while they are still nursing. You can also let them chew and gnaw on bones, which also helps their teeth and nervous system development. Now it is normal because canines in nature would do exactly that. Now the next question is whether you should go fast or switch gradually. There is really no need to gradually introduce your puppy or even your adult dog to a raw diet unless your dog has been diagnosed with a condition that compromises the digestive tract and the immune system. Only in such cases you can make the switch gradually by stopping the kibble, introducing cooked meat and vegetables and eventually go to feeding 100% raw. There's also one caveat, some dogs may not do well on raw, and I want you to be mindful. If your dog is older, if your dog has any digestive issues and enzyme deficiencies, that may actually lead to problems. So just be mindful, but ideally raw food is the best because heating of any food is actually not optimal, especially for canines. The other note I would like to make is that if you don't feel comfortable with raw feeding, cook it as long as you need to, and add raw, blended, or chopped veggies. If you're concerned about bacteria in meat, I would like you to go to my website at peterdubais.com and search for bacteria in food, or just the keyword bacteria, and it'll come up. Uh, The article talks a lot about the misperceptions that have been brought on, not only by kibble companies, but also kind of panic attitude towards bacteria. Bacteria is amazingly helpful. In fact, we would not be even able to stay alive or grow food or do anything without bacteria. But this is a misperception. And maybe it's also a result of companies that make cleaning products and try to scare you of bacteria. Most of the bacteria, similar to most people, are good. And there are only a few pathogens that can be kept at bay if you feed your dog healthy food. And if you keep it healthy, if you give the essential supplements... And make sure that you align your dog's health naturally without drugs and chemicals as often as possible. If you would like to learn how to feed raw food, go to my website and look up courses. And there's a short course on how to feed raw diet. I've also made a free recipe maker that will give you an idea what ingredients are good and healthy for dogs, which one you need to avoid, how much to feed, how to adjust food if your dog is underweight or overweight and how to recognize it. And it's a really handy tool to create recipes. If you want to share recipes with your friends or ourselves, you can also do that. So to summarize, all you need to do is to copy nature. While canine puppies switch from milk to raw food by learning from their parents, they never eat processed food or cook their food. The same applies to humans. I know no human doctor that would say that processed food is better than raw or fresh, wholesome food. So keep it in mind and be brave. And do not listen to what pet food companies, processed pet food companies, tell you because it is not correct and true that dogs should be only on cable. Now, the next part of this podcast is about bones, because that's another very common question. And just recently, I went to a little potluck um, dinner and there were six people and five dogs. It was really lovely that we kind of developed this tradition of uh, getting together with my neighbors, with our neighbors um, every two weeks. And usually what happens, we bring raw bones. But this time I noticed that uh, one of the people who actually provided the bones offered uh, the dogs pretty hard, large marrow bones. And I would like to explain why such bones are not ideal and good. Let's talk about it after this short message. This podcast is brought to you by Healthy Dog Food Recipe Maker. If you have a dog and you're feeding kibble or any other form of processed food, you may know that no human doctors actually recommend processed food over fresh food. That's why we recommend healthy, raw or cooked diet made of bones, vegetables and meat. If you are curious how to make the recipes, you can just go to recipe I've created this tool because I've been asked so many times to create recipes of either raw or cooked diet for dogs. You can create recipes at your leisure and be inspired by different ingredients from meat to vegetables, and organ, and you can even feed raw bones because they're great for maintaining your dog's teeth. If you're curious, the Recipe Maker is available for any caring dog lover, which I'm sure is you. All you need to do is to go to recipe Again, recipe Welcome back. So Are bones good for dogs? Uh, This is a question that I get often and the simple answer is yes. In fact, raw bones are essential to your dog's health, the same way they're part of diet of wild canines. Bones are the key to good dental health, proper digestion and they also provide mineral and joint building blocks and uh, they also help anal glands to function properly. Chewing on the right kind of raw bones is the equivalent of good dental cleaning. It removes plug, buildup, and prevents gum disease. Raw bones provide a highly digestive source of calcium, phosphorus, and other minerals. However, based on the hair or hair testing results of hundreds of dogs, feeding bones is not enough to provide all the needed minerals. It really depends both the farm animals that you're feeding, or the meat of the animals that you're feeding, has been raised on. Feeding bones brings another huge benefit, and that is the stomach muscle layers getting stronger, which prevents bloat or gastric dilation volvulus. That's the ter- term, that's the medical term. Um, dogs that have weak stomach wall can get bloated when they move suddenly or if the stomach uh, gas actually builds up due to fermentation that also happens mainly in kibble. In almost 20 years, I have not seen a single case of bloat in a dog eating bones and raw diet. Bones also have a cleansing effect as they provide roughage in the diet and bulk for healthy bowel movements. Feeding raw bones also prevents anal gland problems, as I said, the bowel movements after feeding bones are harder, which helps to express anal glands and get rid of toxins. Now, chewing on raw bones keeps our dogs, especially the puppies and adolescents, occupied and healthy and happy. It's super important for dogs to chew and uh, bones are one of the most important parts of maintaining their emotional well-being and health. Now, larger dogs can get carried away chewing on larger bones and may crack one of their teeth. This is how a $2 marrow bone can turn into a painful and very expensive adventure. I do not recommend large, thick marrow bones for medium and large dogs because they can crack their teeth. Smaller dogs may be fine chewing on a big marrow bone because they can't crunch through them. However, these bones have zero scaling or dental effect because they're just too hard to crunch, and the scaling usually happens when uh, dogs crunch through the bone. I sometimes hear some people protesting, but my dog loves big bones. He likes to work at the bone marrow. In reality, nature intended canines to hunt for birds, rodents, rabbits, goats, deer, elk, but most dogs would simply not go or dare to go for a buffalo or a cow, if they did, these large animals would not be the mainstay of their diet. So um, just remember that large bones are not really uh, the canine diet as nature intended. To say all this, the right size bones can save your dog a lot of dental trouble and save you tons of money. My team and I put together a really nice chart that will give you a really good idea of what bones to feed if you have a small medium or large dog you can find it uh, at peterdobias.com dot scom and search for what bones are best for dogs and that's a blog and it has that little table I'm just going to go through it really quickly to just kind of give you an idea of uh, what is in it, uh, just in case you are eager to learn really fast in your driving or listening on the go. So there's different purpose to different bones. Some are good for food, others are good as dental cleaning kind of aids, and uh, some bones are good for play. Now, when it comes to chicken, chicken necks or chicken carcasses. They're good for small dogs as food, for medium dogs and large dogs as well. They do not really serve any dental cleaning purpose because they're too soft and I've seen them doing a very poor job when it comes to scraping the tartar and plug off your dog's teeth. But chicken bones are also good play bones for small dogs. Duck bones and other... Bird or poultry bones are pretty much similar, with the exception of turkey bones, because turkey thighs, for example, they're quite crunchy and they can do a really good cleaning job, dental cleaning job. Chicken backs are also very popular in dog lovers who feed raw diet. Small dogs can play with the chicken backs, they can also um, obviously benefit nutritionally. And they have also dental benefit in the smaller dogs. Medium and large dogs, again, chicken backs are mainly food. Chicken or duck wings are also very good for food for all the different uh, size groups of dogs. Lamb or goat shank or deer shank or deer bones are really great for dental cleaning and also for play for small and medium dogs and also large dogs. Uh, beef ribs are also great, except be careful feeding too long ribs to dogs that like to swallow them full or whole. I have heard of a dog that actually had a beef rib bone stuck in the esophagus because it didn't chew it and try to swallow it. So that's the only time when you have to be careful. If you have a dog that likes to gobble the bones up, you may want to give larger chunks, uh, let's say two or three ribs, and make sure that your dog needs to chew on them. Medium knuckle bones are good for play for small and maybe even medium and large dogs, but as soon as they get really hard, uh, be careful because medium and large dogs can fracture their teeth. Um, if you look in your dog's mouth and you see the back, the large pointy teeth, in the back, the carnassial teeth, they're pointy and dogs develop quite a bit of force with their Jaw muscles and they can crack their teeth. It usually generates this slap-like fracture. If you if you see a slate peeling off, that's what happens to the teeth if dogs are too strong. Um, obviously, rabbit carcasses, quail bones, and similar bones again are very good and healthy when they come from the right source. You have to be also very careful about where you source your bones. Some people ask me whether bone meal is a good idea. Bone meal is usually heat processed and we also do not know much about the origin. Uh, It can come from anywhere around the world and I have seen some of the samples being quite contaminated. If your dog doesn't digest bones well or has many missing teeth, supplementing your dog's diet with green min, which is a complete calcium mineral supplement, is a good idea. I also give green min to dogs that are not bone because um, the bones are as good as the diet that these animals are getting. And we know that food has been depleted and uh, deficient in the times of industrial food production. It's very simple to see this when you start giving full spectrum mineral support and you witness the changes in your dog and other dogs. I really encourage you to go to greenmin.com which is G-R-E-E-N-M-I-N.com and read the testimonials of people who have experience with the product. If you have the choice, ideally choose bones from local sources that are organic or at least antibiotic and hormone-free and pasture-raised as often as possible. And the most important part is never feed cooked bones or heat processed bone meal as drying and heat processing makes them indigestible and they can lead to emergencies. I remember our little Daxon Gerda when I was uh, a kid. uh, She had to have a surgery because my father actually fed her uh, cooked chicken necks and they were not digestible. Now... The last information that I would like to give you is about um, splinters and also bacteria. Many dog lovers worry, and I've heard that over and over again, about splinters. When dogs crunch on medium-sized bones that they become sharp and they can pierce the intestinal tract. Now, dogs have evolved eating bones. They have very strong stomach walls that get actually stronger if dogs eat bones as well. And the intestinal tract is very, very difficult to pierce with raw bone. Actually, in 30 years, I haven't seen one single dog eating raw bone and having their gut pierced. What I have seen, um, a lot of problems with bones that are cooked and also bones that are smoked or preserved. uh, The ones that you see in pet stores, they're usually heat processed, very dry and very hard. So be careful. Now, the last thing that I would like to talk about is bacteria, because so many people are freaked out about bacteria. You do not need to worry about bacteria in a healthy dog, because they actually get into all sorts of stuff on their walks and they rarely get sick. Now, if the digestive tract has um, an issue such as leaky gut or inflammatory bowel disease, Usually a raw diet helps those conditions and actually improves the function of the immune system because healthy immune system hugely depends on the health of the gut. If you have any questions, or if you would like to kind of read a summary of what I just uh, presented to you, you can just go to my website at peterdubias.com and look for the bone article. There's the table, there's also a video. Um, there are other resources for you to use. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your care and love for your dog and also sharing these materials with other dog lovers. It makes me really happy to see and hear that it makes a difference. And if you have any questions, you know where to find us. The website is peterdebias.com. Take care and give your dog a hug for me. Bye-bye.